0: Hi guys, Rob here, the podcast editor for EveryMind. Welcome to a different kind of episode. This week you're listening to a special webinar recorded by Paul and Zoe. They explore how you can build resilience in the workplace. We would love your feedback on this one. Did you enjoy this type of content? And if you did, don't forget to share and leave us a review on iTunes so that we can keep bringing you great podcasts like these. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another weekly webinar. Um, I'm Paul and this is... There we. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to nail down That's an it. intro though. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to um, I know. we're gonna have to we to script out an intro that we start with every week. Um, no, guys, thank thank you so much for, for joining today's session. As we say, we we do these webinars every Wednesday at one PM, targeting HR professionals and, and business leaders. And it's an hour out of your day to get gain some knowledge on, on different topics that we like to discuss, but at the same time come away. And, and have this time for yourself as well. So before we start, can you guys just let us know in the chat box if you can hear us okay? Just say yes if you can. And the topic that we're going to be talking about today is, is resilience and building resilience for emotional well-being. So Julia says yes, great. Vicky, Kate, Caroline, Julie, good stuff. And there's a couple more people coming on. George, Sally, nice, excellent stuff. So this is obviously a topic that is being discussed a lot at the moment and I'm actually really looking forward to this topic Zoe has put together a lot of this content mm-hmm. but in terms of resilience is a word that gets thrown around a lot currently in the workplace in outside of the workplace mm-hmm. does the next generation lack resilience is always kind of something that I heard here as well so what we're going to be doing is kind of looking at resilience as a whole how we can obviously become more resilient, and and what we can do within the workplace to build a more resilient workplace as well. So really, during these uncertain times, there's definitely a call for more resilience. But what does it even mean? And and what can we do to help our employees during this difficult time as well? So as always, I'm Paul, I'm the founder of everymindatwork.com. And I I share my own personal experience of of losing my dad to suicide and, and how that impacted me through a lot of the campaign and work that I do, and I'm joined by Zoe. Zoe, do you just want to give a little bit of a spiel.
1: Hi, yeah, I'm uh, I'm Zoe Parker. I'm the head of HR for Every Mind at Work. So, yeah, always been in HR um, various various companies over over the last twenty plus years. So, um, yeah, and recently joined about about two months ago. Now it's going that uh, going quickly, isn't it? Yeah
0: good stuff good stuff so so we're kind of to to share our viewpoints but also at the same time if you've been on these Mm. webinars you know do use the chat box use the chat box to share any any of your own opinions any of your own thoughts and we'll read them out as well and and have that that discussion around that too so in terms of resilience you know in terms of what we mean by resilience i think uh, resilience can be Used to describe how we look after our, our well being, how we deal with pressure, and therefore cope with stressful situations that we are faced with. So, we're going to be talking about six or seven. I can't remember how many it was. Sorry, how many was it? Seven, seven. seven, <laughs> seven different <laughs> strategies and tips to help build resilience in, in just a moment. But I think obviously it's important that we understand exactly what resilience is. Resilience is also sometimes referred to as the ability to bounce back from challenging circumstances or events. But you know, we believe it's it's much more than this. And this is just a snapshot and really just shows you how broad resilience is. Resilience is not only the ability to cope better in challenging situations, but also the ability to be flexible, adapt to new things, learn from our experiences, have an optimistic outlook, and know when to ask for help. So this is why resilience as a time is something that I shy away from, because I think it's such a broad term. And I think this last point really kind of stands out there so before we do crack on um Zoe is there any experiences that you've had personally where you felt like you needed some some resilience let's let's maybe use um a workplace situation um is there any that you've kind of needed that resilience for
1: i i think um i think when when work is particularly challenging or something something goes wrong or, or 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 sort of a a, a complete curveball comes from nowhere I I think we're all we're always so so busy and and I'm a planner and I do like to plan things um and I'm not I I guess I'd be I'd be described as not being very sort of spontaneous or you know I like to know what's happening and and I like to be pretty planned so if a huge curveball it it, it, it is to come in um I mean I can think of I I can think of one where where well, we were just um, a cheapy transfer was, 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 was sort of fell upon us, and, and literally we were we were asked to deliver it sort of in in, in a matter of um, in weeks. It ended up it ended up being and, and things like that. Um, you know, if you don't have those foundations in place, and you and and you aren't sort of prepared with with some of those coping strategies, or, or you have plans in place, I think things like that can really rock you. I sort of. View resilience as being a bit of a, a bit of a foundation, and if you've got those things in place and you're in control and taking ownership of it, then if a real curveball comes in 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 terms of a change or or, or 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 something, um you know, something goes horribly wrong, having having those foundations in place and and those plans really really do help. Yeah. So I think probably more so in in a work situation, just when something happens and you think god i didn't you know i didn't expect that and now i've got to quickly adapt to to what what they're wanting us to do
0: i think that's so that's so key and and like you say that is for me resilience in terms of what it stands for is is when i often call it being punched in the face you know when you when you're punched in the face when when something has happened how how are you going to react how are you going to adapt to it and You know, I'll share some of my own personal examples through this webinar. You know, a lot of the resilience that I've gained has been through that adversity, probably outside of the workplace of what we've been through. But I always find when I look back on that, those times have, have, you know, increased my resilience Mm -hmm. and have allowed me to to react differently in in different situations as well. But I think it's that kind of question of how can we build more emotional resilience? I'm just going to put this out to to everyone on the webinar. Just say yes or no. Um, Share some more thoughts if you want as well. Um, Me and Zoe were having this discussion earlier. Do you believe that resilience can be taught? Or do you believe that, you know, we have to almost experience adversity to gain that resilience? Do you believe that resilience can be taught? Just say yes or no um, on what you believe in that example. Samantha says yes. Vicky says yes. Kate says yes. Joe says yes. Julia says yes. Nice. And and I, I believe a lot of people shy away from trying to become more Mm -hmm. resilient because they don't believe they can learn it. They believe that it's just maybe a natural trait, you know, I'm naturally resilient. So, you know, and we talk a lot about compassion. Can you learn to be more compassionate? And of course you can, but you know, lots of people believe it's just a natural trait that someone has. So it's good to see that everyone's kind of on the, on the same page here that we can learn to become more emotionally resilient. And and what we want to do obviously is, Mm -hmm. is share some tips to help as well. Uh, just quickly, Joe says, I've become more resilient due to the work I've put into improving my well-being. Nice. We'll yeah, explain that in a minute, Joe. Good. You might have seen the slides. Um, and then George says, yes, to a certain degree, <laughs> but resilience also comes from life experiences. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Yeah. So, um, Zoe, let's talk about the first point, the first strategy. And, and this is one that I included in myself because I really wanted to touch on this. Mm-hmm. And I think resilience comes from us really understanding that vulnerability is a strength, not a weakness. So there's an amazing quote that I share quite a lot. And it's, don't be ashamed of your story, let it inspire others. And I remember kind of the adversity that I faced of obviously, as I've said, losing my dad to suicide, my own kind of battles with depression, anxiety, other other stuff that I didn't really want to talk about. The reason why I didn't want to talk about it Mm -hmm. is because I believed it it may have shown me as weak. Um, At the same time, I just wasn't really wanting to talk about it. But I do believe that I become more resilient as I started to address that rather than just ignore it mm. and, and, you know, not really want to deal with it as well. Um, and I think, you know, I've put there as well, sharing your story doesn't make you attention seeking, you know, it means you're willing to take control mm-hmm. of it. I'm sure so many people have been told on occasions, uh, oh, that person's only sharing their story because they want some attention. But, you know, let's be honest, when, when someone is willing to stand up and share their story and share their experiences yeah. of what they've been through, you know, I think that's them taking control of that situation rather than kind of letting it sort of sit there as well. Um mm. Zoe, is there any, anything you'd want to add to that?
1: Yeah, I I I just think that, that whole that whole vulnerability piece is, is so powerful, isn't it? Because sometimes you can you can see an individual and you think, God, they're so confident they've got it all together, you know. Um, but then actually they might share that they suffer with anxiety or you know, it there might be something else there. And I think just sharing that um really makes people feel more comfortable about, about thinking it's okay or um I mean I'm I'm naturally a very sort of chatty chatty person I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call myself outgoing but I do suffer with anxiety and I'm a terrible worrier and you know and I, I do have to really work on that but I, I've remembered meeting people for you know for the first time and I've been chatting away and I'll chat to anybody about anything and, and people afterwards have said to me god I, I can't believe that you worry about everything. You? you seem so confident. You seem so assured of what you're doing. You seem so in control. Um, but it's a bit. I mean, I wouldn't say it was an act, but it's um, it, it's just something. And maybe it's because of the jobs that I've held, or I've had to be. I've had to be confident. I've had to put myself out there. But yeah, people do get quite surprised when I go. Yeah, I'm a terrible worrier. I had. I have suffered with anxiety, up and down over the years. Um, because I don't know why but that but that sort of what what you portray to the outside world sometimes inside is is massively different is it as you know Paul
0: yeah exactly and I think it's it's so it's so key and 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 the other point there is is not being afraid to take off that mask and and being yourself and and I look Mm. back at the times when I was like yeah I'm fine guys everything's fine and and from mm. the outside looking in okay paul's resilient paul's dealing with this well but you know in the inside was telling a massively different story whereas now i feel like now i'm more mm. comfortable to share it i think i feel more resilient than than maybe i looked. so i think that's a really important point as well Zoe. like you say it's not yeah. so much how we're p- being portrayed but kind of how we feel you know ourselves as well um yeah. so really you know as we say that that vulnerability part i believe is a huge part of, of resilience and and let's be honest yeah. the people that are afraid of, of, of being vulnerable in a way, you know, as I say, they've got that inner dialogue going on of, of worrying and, and and all of that. So yeah. I do believe owning our own stories is, is really important. Um, the second yeah, strategy, definitely. ensuring you have your own support network. Do you wanna talk about this one Zoe?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's absolutely invaluable to to have and um, be it friends, be it family, be it work colleagues, um, ha- just having that support network around you. I think, you know, we shouldn't underestimate the power of just having a conversation and somebody else listening to you. Um, I think that can be said in, in in your personal life, as I said, be it friends or family, you know, just sharing that problem and, and talking about it out loud. I mean, I've I've, I've had instances where you know, friends of mine have have really bottled things up and haven't talked. and And I've I've tried to sort of you know encourage them to to open up. And then afterwards, you know, they've said, you know what, I I, I do feel better now. Just just hearing it out loud and having somebody listen and not necessarily give a solution or you know, it's just that listening, isn't it? And and, and knowing that somebody else is there and and it, they might be able to help in a way, they might have a solution, but sometimes just talking or being with like-minded people like if you you are in other other groups it might be a running group or a yoga class or or something like that having those like-minded people there to to sort of share what you're going through and, and have those conversations i mean i i remember sort of over over my life when I when I got divorced and I I had a bit of a you know bit of a dark period for for a while when things were all you know just just all seemed that you know I couldn't see light at the end of the tunnel and, and it was my friends and family that really got me you know got me through that I didn't I don't think I did have have professional counselling, but just knowing that my friends and family were there and knowing that, you know, it wasn't it wasn't going to be like that forever. And that I would get through it and I would be able to sort of see the light at the end of the tunnel and, you know, divorce wasn't wasn't going to be the end of the end of my life. And I would I, I would be able to cope. But I think just having somebody there to bounce my feelings off was so incredibly helpful and and did get me get me through those sort of darker times really definitely
0: yeah i like that and and thanks for sharing as well and i think like you say it's that just knowing that we're not alone in those periods you know when we are going yeah. through those challenging situations where we do need that extra resilience and it's natural for us to feel like we're on our own. So having those those people mm. that we can turn to is really important. And I think we've spoken about this before mm. with with HR professionals and business leaders, especially during redundancies, you know, if you're in the office and you've got that support network of, of your team around yeah. you, it's very different to, to making someone redundant at home and you, you kind of, you know, mm. haven't got that support network. So it's definitely something that, that I stand by. And And at the same time, it's, I think it's that whole, don't be an afraid, don't be afraid to ask for help, you know, just, just, just reach out to someone. And sometimes as I think we've put, it's that, it's that ear that sometimes is all you need. They don't have to tell you the solution. They just Mm. need to be there for you as well. Um,
1: yeah definitely and knowing that you know we, we tend to sort of naturally beat ourselves up don't we I mean I've had so many conversations where you know again friends have shared things and they're going through really tough times for various different reasons you know and I try to I, try, I always try and go gosh look at everything that you've got on your plate you know look what you're trying to ju- juggle you're trying to juggle a full-time job and children and homeschooling and you know parents that are sick and, and you know when you put all that together and go look how amazing you've been in, in coping with all that sometimes just having that conversation and bringing to life what you've actually achieved because I think we normalize it I think you, you you live off adrenaline sometimes and you know you think I've got a million one one, one things to do you live off your adrenaline and you normalize those feelings when actually if somebody turns it around and says, look at everything that you've achieved, look at everything that you're coping with, it makes you feel like you are doing a good job and you're not, you know, you're not failing at it. You're not sort of spreading yourself so thin that you're not achieving anything. Yeah. But I think we we naturally tend to beat ourselves up a bit, don't we, and think that we're doing a bad job.
0: Yeah. And it's, it's definitely that we have to do, do it on our own. You know, we have to do this on our own. And, mm. and I think there's a real key lesson here as well and just just vocalizing it and the importance of just vocalizing it you know sometimes i'll, I'll share business stuff that i've got going on with my wife and she'll just look at me blankly and go, i've got no idea what you're talking about right but <laughs> um but at the same time believe it or not it, it still helps me because i'm vocalizing it and i'm sharing it and, and all of that so yeah so really like that person that you're, you're sharing to doesn't have to have the answers you know they don't have to to, yeah. to be a trained counselor I just think as you say it's so important mm. for that and and also that last point of external groups you know running groups yoga art classes mm-hmm. I was on a webinar the other day for an organization um, MNG and they've they, a guy on there was talking about his choir class you know he goes to a choir class and it's yeah. that community element and even they've carried yeah. it on via Zoom. So I think as you say being around like-minded people yeah. and, and having that community it is so important during these difficult mm, times.
1: It's nice, yeah.
0: Good stuff. Um, Kate says, "I think it's important to remember those dark times don't last, and having that support is key." Yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. The third one is taking care of your physical health, and obviously, mm. you know, we really focus on mental health and mental well-being at Every Mind at Work. But at the same time, you know, we know the the positive impacts that physical health has on that. You know, a lot of the content within the app itself is is is, is, is you know focused on physical health as well. And personally, you know, and I know Zoe is the same. Going for a run, which I did this morning, is is massively helpful for mm-hmm. my mental health. And it's it's as as we've put, it seems obvious, but having good sleep, regular exercise, you know, focusing mm-hmm. on on your physical well being definitely has an impact on on how resilient we feel and how we feel that we can deal with with tough situations. Um, with this, though, Zoe, and I'd like to hear your thoughts on it, and, and feel free to share yours as well, guys. I think. You know looking at times where i've had to face adversity and i've had to find that resilience from somewhere else the last thing that my mind wants me to do is go for a run right and and the last thing that my mind wants me to do is is eat well and sleep and and all of that and Mm. in a way i know the impact that that has you know i think of situations like my dad but also you know my brother's you know my brother had an accident and trying to get through through all of that and going for that run and just having that time on my own made me feel amazing afterwards. And it made me feel clearer Mm. and and we can deal with this and we can handle this, but it took, it took me ages to go for that run. If that makes sense. Um, Do do you feel the same? Like it's very difficult to look after our physical health when we're going through these times.
1: It is, and when and when you're in, you know, those sort of dark moments, and whether it is sort of depression or, or anxiety, or I mean, I've I've probably personally, I've probably always had, you know, anxiety, but but I think that the, the the period that does spring to mind was was when I went through a divorce, and you know, all all sorts of messy things went on, which which I won't bore you with, but you know, I did have a a period of of depression there, and it was it was re- I think it was my mum that got me through that, to be honest, because. I, you know, I look back now and she used to literally come round um and she'd, you know, make sure that I got dressed, make sure that I got some fresh air and you know, and, and she um and just and and just her encouragement and because I think otherwise I literally probably would have been there in my pajamas all day. And it's so easy to you lose I think you lose your motivation, don't you, and when you've got a mixture of all, all sorts of things going on. And it was my mum that that really supported me to saying you know you you need to get dressed you need to come out and get some fresh air and um you know and gradually uh, d- just that chipping away and, and and just that trying to be more positive day after day and it did get easier and there was absolutely light at the end of the tunnel and you know it it, it 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 was all fine but it took me a while to get through it and i could have easily done nothing at that time so back to the support network again you know without my friends and family sort of saying you know you need to look after yourself and make it a priority I could have easily I could have so easily not done that um because your body and it's the it's the sort of lethargy and everything isn't it you you, you've you've just got no motivation to do the things that you normally want to do yeah so it's so important having that network that that really keep an eye on you and make sure that you do do things and you do t- you know take those steps forward in, yeah. in, in the right direction. and I think it's like definitely like you say it's
0: that that friend texting you saying hey do you want to go for a walk or do you want to go for a run and almost that accountability yeah. as well. And and I think coming back to this and we'll talk about it more in a minute. It's it's literally the way that I see it is it's just those small wins. You know when we are dealing with mm. with these these tough situations, you know it could be work related, it could be personal life, whatever it is. It's, it's very easy for us to say to ourselves, right, we need to commit to going to like an, an hour workout in the gym or we need to go for mm. a long run. But but really, in those tough situations, it's like, hey, I just want to go for a 10 minute walk. You know, let's just go for a 10 minute walk, mm. see how that makes me feel. And, and really rewarding myself for those small wins if I've just, you know, gone for a 10 minute walk and feel a little bit better um, yeah. rather than saying to myself, I need to go for an hour run because then your mind's going to almost talk, yeah. talk yourself out Too of it big. as well. Yeah. um and, and Vicky says
1: definitely.
0: um sometimes you feel so down that trying to summon any energy feels counterintuitive mm. yeah exactly so yeah definitely. it's difficult but you know I I know even when you're looking at your physical health like just sometimes when I when I go for that run and I've completed whether it's you know three miles four miles whatever it is I, I do mm. feel I, I feel stronger if that makes sense or so if you're in the gym and you're lifting heavy weights yeah. you feel stronger you feel like you can tackle more that's thrown at mm. you as well so there's definitely a link there definitely. as well. Yeah. And drink water as you put at the end there. That's really important
1: yeah terrible yeah, I'm sorry, yeah.
0: Seen this this is this is a lifesaver that's for me. that's
1: good that's like a tank <laughs> this
0: is this is a gallon a gallon bottle of water and it tells me when I need to oh, drink it crikey. but the good thing about it is I fill it yeah. up once in the morning and it sits by my desk and I can just get through it as the day goes on you have to drink best, it best yeah, purchase cool. for the last, last couple of months <laughs> um tip four is <laughs> it's very similar and it's, it's just being kind to yourself it's um nurturing your own well-being allowing yourself breaks as well which I think is really important especially during this time. Time. um Zoe's obviously highlighted like going for a walk at lunchtime i think some people that i've spoken to during this time are going for a a walk in the morning as, as before they mm. start the day and a walk in, in the evening when they finish the day or you know at five o'clock whenever it is as well so almost yeah. breaking that that time up as well um being forget you know forgiven of yourself is really important as well and and then also you know not being afraid to put yourself first um I, yeah. You've spoken about as Zoe but, as a HR professional, right? That that if if lots of stuff yeah. going on, you're not you're not the priority. So, yeah. so how do you kind of manage that? No, yeah.
1: And 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 I know I'm probably the worst enemy. You know, I I I I know time and time again that you know you have a million and one things on that to do list, and and and, be, and because a lot of it is very interactive. You know, you're dealing with employee situations and sometimes very difficult situations. So you tend to put those first, and you think I can't go out for you know even of a ten minute walk because I've got I've got this huge to do list to do. But I, I I used to find that the times when I really made myself do it, which to be honest were you know were probably less frequent. But when I did make myself do it, just clearing my head did help. And then I was glad I did it. But then you know you get to the following day, and again you're back into that moment of okay, I've got not got time, I've not got time. So it's a discipline. It really mm-hmm. is a discipline to to almost give yourself that you know that time and and that self care. But we are, I think, as a as a nation, we are pretty terrible at it you know we've our attitude is is very much um or our culture is very much skewed towards work isn't it and so um you know whereas whereas other countries have uh, i know have more of a balance but we're very much you know we're on that hamster wheel and and we're never going to get off it and it's a real discipline to you know to have those have those breaks built in on on a regular basis
0: yeah i think it's like we've spoken a lot about this on previous webinars but again it's that We sometimes feel guilty when we're when we're looking after ourselves first um it's it's dealing with that it's also again what we really focus on with every mind is that that proactive approach you know let's proactively Mm. manage um our mental health rather than reacting when when stuff gets bad um you know which i think is really key because again when i look at my sort of brother's accident which was you know three years ago now i'd done a lot of work on my own mental health and and so did my mum you know so Mm. so me and my mum were in much better situations to deal with that adversity yeah so even though yeah. of course you're still you're still reacting right because it's all going on and you're just doing your best mm-hmm. but at the same time i think we, we spoke about this as well like if me and my mum didn't do that work or we went to therapy you know we'd, we'd managed you know to deal mm-hmm. with stuff that happened with dad and all of that when it comes to steve's accident then I think we would have been in completely different places if we hadn't proactively yeah. managed it so i think that's really key as well definitely um
1: yeah definitely and it's it's back to that foundation thing isn't it i, I think you know if you've got those tools or you know whatever whatever it's called it in, in place you you've got that solid foundation I, I i do really think it's it's linked you know resilience is is linked to having you know a, a foundation of some description in, in in place and whatever your coping strategies are um and you know the more you face adversity adversity the more that foundation gets you know gets even more solid doesn't it but i th- yeah. i think it definitely provides a, a bit of a, a bit of a rock for you to um you, you, you know to well to help if if if, if anything comes yeah. you know comes your way that you have to deal with suddenly
0: yeah and it's like we said it's you know it's it's training it's almost like you say training yourself for situations that might yeah. arise you know during this this time being kind yeah. to yourself every, every day, proactively managing your mental health every day. Yeah. If, if something happens, then you've almost trained yourself in a way to be able to deal with that in, in, in a different way as well. Yeah. Um. Definitely. This this is something that we're going to probably end up talking about for a long time as well, which is, is finding balance. Um. Yeah. You know, balance is, is, is a massive word. And I'm sure if you asked people around me, they might say, you know, I work too much or, or whatever it is, but, but, you know, I think balance is so difficult, but balance is key when it comes to, again, having that, that resilience. Mm. Um, The first point, which I think is really key is, is like you say, having that purpose in your life is, is really important. And I believe that when we struggle to find meaning in what we're doing, you know, we struggle to find meaning Mm. in, in continuing and, you know, driving forward. And a big part of why I work so much is, is because of the, the passion behind it and trying to obviously, you know, mm. help people with mental health and, and kind of change the way we kind of look at it. And and that purpose really drives mm. me and definitely makes me more resilient that if a curveball gets thrown in my way, I'm still kind of, you know, on that tr- on that track yeah. to try and achieve what I want to achieve. Yeah. Um
1: yeah. And I think it's I think maybe it should it should be reframed as almost like a healthy balance, isn't it? Because I absolutely agree with you. You know, if you're passionate about what you're doing and you enjoy doing it and you want to make it work and you want to help others or, or whatever it is that you're doing, you know, that 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 is work. But it's 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 almost more of a you know a healthy work environment mm. and a healthy balance. And actually, if it's making you feel good about yourself, then even if you are maybe working a bit more than than, than perhaps would normally be expected, as long as you're enjoying it and you know you are still taking breaks. And um, but but for me, it's it's about that healthy balance, isn't it? I think I think it's it's when it's an unhealthy balance, and you know you're working all the hours God sends and and you feel stressful and, and, and you feel as though you're under pressure or you feel overwhelmed or whatever it might be. That's when it sort of tips over in, 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 in into being more, you know, more unhealthy, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah but it's, but it's something everybody I think struggles with, don't they? Yeah. It's, um, I think we're conditioned to to think we must work hard and we must put in you know the, the 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 a certain amount of hours and if we if we don't do that or if something happens we almost feel obliged to deal with it. Yeah. Um. Even if we've you know even if we worked our quota or whatever it might be for that week, you, you sort of your work ethic makes you feel as though you should be dealing with that as well.
0: Yeah, and I think we we also we struggle it with it, right? Because i think Mm. i think the reason again this is my own personal experience but the reason why i struggle with it and and i'm getting better at it because again all of these strategies of you said is a process it's not like an overnight fix but the reason Mm. why i've always struggled with it is because i haven't defined my own balance so 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 what i mean Mm. by that is you know i work a lot right but at the same time you know i try and be there as much as i can with family and i would say that i'm i'm there with my family Mm. quite often as well so you know i switch off at weekends Um, you know, I'll, I'll put my boys to bed every night and things like that, which are kind of my non-negotiables. But at the same time, like I I look at other people's balance and I say, is that right? Is that what I should be doing? Like, should I be spending more time Um, in my family? Do I, and now I feel guilty that, you know, I'm working more. um, And I think what's really important is we have to define our own balance. Like, you know, what works, what works for us, you know, some people are very driven by work and, and that's, that, that makes them happy. So let's not make them feel guilty if, if they if they work more than maybe they they socialise. Mm. Um, and I, th- I think yeah. as well, someone said to me once, which was really important, he said, work-life balance is never like that. You know, sometimes it's mm. going to be like that, which is like work's here because yeah. it has to be, you know, you could have a, a project going on or you could have something going on. And at mm. the same time, life is here. So family, mm. everyone kind of, you know, doesn't get a lot of attention. But at the same time, as long as you can yeah. do that, so now, okay, as I think yeah. you've mentioned, scheduling a holiday, or you know, now work is just less quiet. I'm gonna work less, I'm gonna spend more time with family. Yeah. I think that's fine. It's never, it's never gonna be like that, I don't believe. It's it's yeah, always
1: gonna be never, like that. No. No, no. But it's um but yeah, and it, it and it's fitting in everything else, isn't it? Um yeah. have we got have we got the wheel of life? Have we on next slide? This is a little exercise little <laughs> exercise.
0: Has anyone heard of the wheel of life?
1: Yeah. Has anyone done it? I've, I've only done it once. I think it, I think it is m- mostly referred to as, as the wheel of life or yeah.
0: Uh, Vicky's done it. Julia's done it. And with the wheel yeah, of life or oh, the wellness wheel that someone said. Yeah. No worries, Joe. That's fine. I'll send you the slides. Oh, I'll find drop, the me, drop me an email, Joe, if I, if I haven't sent them to you. Um, but with the, with the wheel of life, Again, we've got two examples here that I've just pulled from from Google, um, and and the one on the right is is obviously just someone doing it themselves. But the, obviously, the one on the left is different. And I think the will of life. There's there's loads of different ones out there, and, and like we said, there's the wellness will, mm-hmm. and and those segments of the pie. I guess you can kind of say it can be defined in your own way. Yeah. So kind of the one yeah. on the right, you've got spirituality, career, health, finances, mm-hmm. relationships, fun, learning, and giving. And what you do is you kind of grade yourself out of 10 on each of those areas and kind of shade in the 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 the, um part of the the circle in relation to that that score and then you can kind of almost look at that and say for the example the one on the right oh i don't give as much so maybe i need to focus on that area whereas Mm. i'm having quite a lot of fun i feel like i'm learning a lot so you can kind of shift your attention to that one part of you as well Mm. sorry did you do something and it's and it's
1: amazing yeah, we did. I did it with a group of friends. I think there was about about six of us. And we and we, and we we were I think only two of them had done it before. And, and the other four hadn't, including myself. And so we were we were sort of looking at, at one of our friends to sort of guide us, you know, guide us through it, really. And, and she was sort of saying, yeah, there's no right or wrong. And as you said, those segments can be labelled differently to make it more, you know, more pertinent to to, to your own life. Um, but it's a it's a real it's a real eye opener. And obviously those segments will be shaded completely differently, depending on your life circumstances. So around the table, we had so many different lives, you know, um, I think everybody, yeah, everybody had had kids apart from me. So obviously, you know, that the, the, they, they were perhaps struggling with with not, you know, not spending enough quality time with their children. Obviously, that wasn't an issue for me. Um, and so you'll you, you'll get so many differences, but just Having that conversation around why did what what makes you score like that, or and a load of a load of feelings of guilt came out really because people were sort of saying, Well, I scored myself really low on that because I think I'm you know bad at that, or I don't see enough of my family, or but then just having that discussion around but you know but look what you do do Mm. and look how much time you spend doing this or doing that or and again it was we we were all sort of beating ourselves up thinking that you know we could do much better when actually when we heard the opinions of others we realized that we weren't doing a bad job after all and we were just being too hard on ourselves Um, because I think day to day life now is is really, really hard, isn't it? And we're juggling so many different things. And, you know, especially if you've got children as well, or, you know, you're dealing with sickness in the family or, you know, you you literally are darting from one thing to another, trying to, Mm. you know, trying to help everybody and fix every everything. And, and it's, it's no wonder we 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 often feel a bit overwhelmed because there's just so much going on yeah but i think i think doing it with other people if you are going to do the exercise is is actually is actually quite good because it sparks a discussion as well yeah um and then you can help each other with with solutions so what we found was if somebody thought you know they were really un, unbalanced in in one area you know the other Um, the, the other members, members of the group were sort of saying, well, what about this or what about that? Or, you know, have you thought about maybe, maybe doing this or, and it just, it just sparked, um, you know, suggestions really as, as to how they could, you know, how they could improve that, that segment of their wheel. Um, I also know people that do this daily and I was a bit like, oh, crikey. So I think that would be pretty hard going to do it daily. But I, I I know one one lady that that does do it daily and literally, you know, the start of her day, she'll she'll have a look and she'll do some planning. And um, so that's quite that's quite a discipline to, to do it daily. But um but yeah, it's I guess it's whatever helps you really.
0: Sorry, I'm just gonna go to the next slide and then I'm gonna go let my family in because they're just knocking on the door. So two seconds. So I'm gonna let you oh, carry on they, with are tip are six locked, and then I'll have be you, back. Have you locked them, I've locked them have out. Locked yeah, them out. two seconds. Keep carrying on. Carry on. I'll
1: be I'll be back. Yeah. So tip number six then is, is keeping things in, pers- in perspective and, and really sort of focus on gratitude. I think um I I personally think that resilience has got a lot to do with um you know what we call a growth mindset and you'll have probably heard heard about that in in coaching scenarios Um, but really reframing how you approach things and and your I guess your reaction to them again we've probably heard a lot about you know the way you react to things and what the way you react to situations and your mindset can have a real um I guess effect on how 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 that situation is taken forward so if you reframe a crisis and think do you know what this you know I shouldn't look at this as a as a crisis I'll look at it as an opportunity or um an area for learning or growth or and just reframing um you know, seeing it as a crisis, focusing on the positive, focusing on the what can I, what can I gain from this situation, what can I learn from it, how can I reframing it, um, and really having that, I guess, hopeful attitude. Really, I, I think the, the soon, the, the minute you you frame something as being negative or a blocker or you know a crisis or this is going to stop me from doing X, Y, and Z, your your mindset is 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 immediately in. Or, or almost like a, a, a blocker a blocker position it, it's not thinking forward it's not thinking right how can I how can I grow from this and having that real emotional resilience just really helps you embrace I guess embrace the challenge embrace the change I, I think part of it is is knowing that change is inevitable and, you know, the more we put plans in place, the more we try and reframe our thinking, the more it will prepare us for that change. Um, and seeing it as, as as more of a positive than something, because a lot of times, I, I guess, change is scary, isn't it? And um, particularly if if you do have your routines and you and like me, you're a bit of a planner and you like to know what what's going on. So one day the curveball comes in, that change is scary but I think having that emotional resilience and having that growth mindset can really, you know, strengthen you and and, and strengthen that resilience to really cope with it. um, Even when things go wrong, which inevitably they will. So, yeah.
0: And the family are now letting, um, but but I think perspective (laughs) and gratitude are the two things that I personally talk a lot about, because I believe they are really key to getting past these, these dark times. And I do believe as well, perspective doesn't mean that we're squashing our problems. So um, sometimes when we're going through a certain situation and we say, if I put it into perspective, this isn't such a big issue. It can sometimes have more of an impact on us because then we're like, why are we worried about that? You know, all of this bad stuff is going on. And and I'm here worried about, you know, redundancies or whatever it is that's kind of causing us to to struggle at this time. Um, The perspective, I think, just just gives you that more optimistic outlook, like Zoe said because it just Mm -hmm. kind of allows you to see the bigger picture. I think journaling helped me massively with that because when it's up here, it's really hard to deal with. Mm -hmm. But when it's down on a piece of paper, you, like Zoe says, you can almost see it from a different angle and you can start to put it into perspective a lot more. Um, and then off the back of that, I think, as you said, gratitude, just really, you know, this is a tough situation. This is terrible what we're going through right now, but equally, I'm very grateful that I've got X, Y, and Z, you know, and, um, like I, I talk yeah. a lot about it now. And as you said, it's a process. It wasn't an overnight fix. But the reason why I can share my this experience of my dad and I, I talk a lot about, you know, what we went through is because mm-hmm. I am now just so grateful that I had him for 18 years. You know, I had an amazing dad for 18 years. But and when I put that yeah. into perspective, a lot of people didn't have that, you know. So I think it's when I was yeah. in that mindset of oh, this has happened to me, I wish it didn't happen to me, I'm never going to get over this. As you say, you're in that very fixed mindset, Mm. whereas when we put it into perspective and we we, we realise that we've got a lot to be grateful for as well, it puts us into that growth mindset as well. Yeah, Uh, yeah,
1: absolutely. And and, and just being thankful is, uh, you know... uh, I think just I mean you you see a lot of it on LinkedIn, don't you watch your positive of today what you're thankful for today and you and you see people commenting on that but it but it does really force you to think to you know what things aren't so, you know answer't so bad after all I should mm. be grateful for x you know x y, and Z because there's always people that are you know people that are worse off, and it's um that there is a lot to be yeah. grateful and like for you, said, you have to,
0: you have to force it because Definitely. in these situations your mind is is a given your mind yeah. is naturally going to be thinking about the negative right so it's almost mm-hmm. like you say you have you have to feel yeah. on us um as well and then the final one is, yeah. is being proactive and in and, and taking that next step so there's a lot here around kind of ownership of of what you can control and let mm-hmm. go of, of those that you can't and and I believe again is that taking responsibility a lot of people feel like taking that responsibility creates more burden but I almost see it in the opposite way if I'm taking that responsibility then I've got more control in a way over it as well um and and also we've spoken about this on previous sort of webinars it's that almost focusing on detachment and and accepting that stuff has happened and we can't control that and and detaching ourselves from the outcomes as well which Mm. is of course very difficult to do if you're an empath or if you do struggle with that but i think you know that detachment and acceptance is really key to build more resilience as well
1: yeah and you hear lots don't you about you know you've got choices in life you know every day you, you you've got choices haven't you and if you don't take control of those choices you know almost like your life is being done to you then isn't it and so if you're not happy with it or you know you, you're being a bit self-indulgent thinking oh this is wrong that's wrong you know you you have to be proactive as hard as it is and you know especially if you are suffering with 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 a depression or something like that it's so so difficult to, to to take ownership, but but I think um, you know looking at it from a, a building resilience perspective, if you don't take ownership and you don't take you know take ownership for the decisions that you're making and and the choices and the routes that you're going down in life, you know you you can't sort of say well I'm blaming this or I'm blaming that because you 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 have control of those choices. They may not be um, you know all the choices that you'd want. You you, you may want to have lots of other. Maybe maybe um, there's a perception that that you know your life could be far better, but I guess at the end of the day, you know you you, you dealt what you dealt on you, and you have to you have to deal with that whatever whatever that might be. But you've you've still got. Um, what do they say? Choose your attitude. You know, you, you've still got those choices, haven't you, about how you react yeah. to those situations and the and the attitude that you that you bring to that situation. Yeah. You've, you've always and I got think as choice. well choice. Like we
0: said, it's being proactive now, you know, being proactive now, getting yourself in the right place mm. that when these these situations do arise and they're going to arise in different ways. You know, I'm going to be, as I always say, punched in the face many more times. And it's, it's, it's what can I do now to <laughs> to proactively make sure mm. that, you know, I'm, I'm in that place. To, to be able to deal with yeah. as it comes as well. So before we move on, guys, yeah, I'm also definitely. cautious of time. Um, let us know in the chat box what do you do that has helped you stay resilient as well. Is there anything else that you want to share? Um, feel free to kind of share it in the chat box. And in terms of how you know benef- how more resilience can benefit the workplace, its development opportunities are more readily taken up given that part of having a growth mindset is wanting to learn. So obviously within a lot of organizations, sometimes mm-hmm. as development opportunities arise, there's a sort of hesitancy around sort of people doing it. So if we can sort of establish more resilience within the workplace, it's definitely going to have, um, you know, employees are gonna have more of that growth mindset. It's problems and challenges are approached with a different more can do attitude. One thing that I love on on my team as a whole is, is kind of people when they just want to to, move it forward and almost in a way attack rather than defend if that makes sense so it's really as you say that we can do this and and trying to drive it forward as well which Mm. I'm sure um, you can agree of as well and then the communication is improved amongst employees as they feel more empowered to act and contribute so in your experience on this last point you know have you seen that in your sort of you know corporate experience of people maybe not wanting to communicate or not wanting to share their own ideas because they do lack that that resilience in a way
1: yeah definitely i mean obviously if, if, if people have experienced knocks or, or setbacks or, or whatever it might be um it you know it, it can tend to knock your confidence as well and you can think you know mm. gosh this has happened to me and is it me is it something i've i've done is it or is it something i've not done and it, it tends to be a confidence and, and it can link to sort of you know a lack of self-esteem but i think you know if you feel as though your input is valued and and that in itself builds that that sort of empowerment you know it's not not a tell. It's it, it's it's more of a two way dialogue. And, and when leaders are are being more sort of collaborative, and they do genuinely, you know, want the input, that in itself generates the feeling of of, of being empowered and being able to act and and and, and contribute. Because I think I think not feeling as though you are resilient can can have a can have a, a massive knock on effect, can't it? It's almost it it might cause um, it might cause you to either not want to try something for fear of failing or, you know, so I, I do think it's linked into, into confidence as well. Definitely. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah. Yeah yeah there's, there's so many other
0: benefits of it as well and then finally self-care is seen as a priority yeah. not a luxury and time is made to do it properly and I think you know what we're finding with a lot of the organizations that we're working with at every Mind at work is is as a, as a business you want to provide the support to your employees but at the same time you know you want those employees to feel empowered to kind of manage their own mental well-being and you know focus on their own yeah. self-care as well and almost not you know handing it to them as well so really it's as you say, as 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 employees that become more resilient and they focus on their mental health and they understand the importance of it, it, it really has a massive impact on, as we say, productivity, you know, job satisfaction, etc., and, and loads of other benefits come with it too. So, really, kind of to conclude, remember to try and remain calm and keep things into perspective. Accept change as part of living. You know, change is, gonna, is inevitable, and it's just accepting that that's going yeah. to happen. Taking ownerships of your goals. And being proactive in controlling the journey that you're on, it's looking for opportunities to grow and learn, always nurturing a positive view of yourself and prioritizing self-care, um, and obviously trying to find your purpose and, and maintaining a, a hopeful outlook. And and like we said from from the the get go, this this is a process. You know, I, I believe that resilience can be learned, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it it's a process. It's not going to happen overnight. And and I I believe I think as George has put on the last mm-hmm. one. I believe resilience and and learning resilience can be sped up if we do go for adversity as well. You know, it's it's almost like you have to figure it out very quickly um, when you're going through those tough situations. Mm. But it's definitely something that we can we can learn if we are um, more proactive with Mm. it as well. And just to kind of um, finish up, guys, you know, empowering your employees, encouraging them to manage their own mental well-being is, again, something that we're always looking to do at EveryMind at work. And and one thing that we've literally just launched on Monday is a brand new feature, which is the EveryMind scores feature. And we have six different questionnaires, mini questionnaires around different six pillars of, of mental health. Very similar to the will of life, actually, as well. You know, we're looking at self-esteem. We're looking at work-life balance, mm. which is really important for what we've discussed today. We're looking at, you know, anxiety and worry. We're looking at mood. We're looking at connections and relationships and lifestyle. And, and what this does is it allows your um, employees to go in and they can obviously do these quick questionnaires on those six pillars. We then give them a baseline score based upon our algorithm that um, Dr. Lauren Callahan, our head of psychology, has created. And 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 the main thing for this is is off this score, here's some suggestions. So here's eight con- pieces of content, a meditation, a video, whatever it is, to improve your score and to improve it. And and really, like we say, allowing your employees to have the tools within their pockets to to manage their, their overall mental health and mental well-being as well. Um, and of course, with this new feature, we're working with our businesses, depending on how many employees they have, to provide the anonymous analytics back and and highlight you know, as an organization, you really need to maybe start looking at the overall lifestyle and how you can support that. And of course, we're trying to help businesses in that way, too. So guys, if you want to find out a little bit more about that, as always, you can go to the link, which is everymindatwork.com. I'm going to type it up here, forward slash inquire, just fill out the form, it literally take you less than a minute to do so. And then we'll be in touch with a little bit more information about that, and, and how it can obviously help your employees as well. So um guys, is there any questions that you have or Zoe, is there anything else that you want to add before we finish up?
1: I don't think so. Uh, no. Sandra a great um, webinar, which is good. Whistle-stop
0: tour. Um I I hope you I hope you found this valuable as always, guys. You know, like we say, it's it's a time for us to to talk which we both like doing by the sounds of it and and you know it's it's also a time for us to share what we're seeing you know at the moment we're working with as we say 65 70 companies um since we launched in March and we're starting to see more topics being discussed and more areas that we need to support and we're, we're utilizing that and, and trying to put on these webinars to to help you as well during this time for free um George says it's hard, but companies can foster problem solving skills, social connections, and allow people to reach out in trouble. Yeah, definitely. Vicky says problem solving skills is a good shout. The change curve is also an excellent resource. We'll definitely check that out as well, the change mm-hmm. curve. Um but guys, if there's no questions, again, I really appreciate you, you joining today's webinar. And, and once again, if you do want to share this webinar with, with any of your connections, we run these every Wednesday at 1 p.m. without fail. Just go to everymindatwork.com forward slash live training and they'll be able to sign up for free and join us as the weeks go on as well. Caroline says, really enjoying these weekly webinars, something I look forward to, which is good, which is what we're, we're here for. Um, but yeah, enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Enjoy the rest of your weekend from me and Zoe. appreciate you taking the time out and we'll see you all next week
1: yeah all right
0: guys see you soon yeah
1: thanks guys see you soon bye